You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. So, here you are. Too foreign for home. Too foreign for here. Never enough for both. Ijuoma Umebinyo. Diaspora Blues. What makes you smile and adds a spring to your step? What does it mean to belong? And how do we build a home away from home? Diaspora Blues is a show that contemplates what is and what could be. Join Busto and Bigwa every Monday at 2.30 on 3CR Community Radio. Produced by Jan. Welcome to Diaspora Blues, a 3CR program produced and presented on the sovereign lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Diaspora Blues also airs Tuesdays at 3.30pm on Radio Skidrow, a community radio station in Sydney. My name is Ayan Shirwa. Before going any further, please be aware that this episode discusses a missing persons case. If this is a trigger for you, please come back another week. For crisis support, please call Lifeline on 131114. On the show today, we have Harmony, the sister of Imable Mary Ricazia, a young musician who was last seen in Melbourne's West. A month has gone by and the family are desperately trying to find him. So if you're based in Melbourne, especially in the Point Cook area, please keep an eye out for him. Harmony spoke to us about her brother, when and where he was last seen, and what to do if you spot him. Later in the show, we'll hear from Pacifica X, a collective creating space for Pacific Island's LGBTIQA plus community. But first up, let's hear from Harmony and the campaign to find Imable. Welcome to Diaspora Blues, Harmony. Hey, thanks for having me. Before I start, I just want to acknowledge that I appreciate you taking the time out to share your brother's story with us. Um, I know it can't be easy, so I do appreciate that. Thank you. How would you describe your brother to people who don't know him? Um, so, Imabwe is a very loving person. His name actually means lovable in um, Spanish. <laughs> um, and I'd say he's very, like, caring and radiant. And this is not just me trying to um, boost him up or trying to make him sound like, you know, something special. He genuinely is. And, um, yeah, I describe him as um, very uh, grounded, like, earthy, and um, he was vegan as well. So he's very uh, mindful about his health. Um yeah, that's how I can describe my brother, Mabwe. And um, yeah, just very loving and mm. easy to get along with. Is he the oldest in your family? Yes, Mabwe um, is the oldest. He's 24 years old. Right. Okay. So he's your big brother. Um, if you're up to it, Harmony, can you share when and where he went missing? And obviously, what you choose to disclose is up to you. Um, so the last time we saw him, was on the 6th um, of the 23rd um, this year, um, five weeks ago from now. 
Um, so we last the last time he was seen was on um, in Werribee at Gordon O'Keefe um, Reserve, and um, yeah, um, that's the last time we saw him. Mm. And he was wearing a camo jacket with an overgrow hoodie, and he had a Converse bag uh, with black pants and uh, black high-top sneakers, and his hair was loose in, in a ponytail, his Afro hair. And, um, yeah, that's the last time we saw him and what he was wearing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know your brother better than anyone else. If he were to seek shelter, where do you think he'd go? Are there, like, certain suburbs that he frequents more than others? Um, so... He lives in the west and suburbs of Melbourne. So, um, where he, like where he would go, where I think he would go, is somewhere in nature, like somewhere where there's like um, a river, stream, or um, something of that nature. Yeah, is that because it's something that he enjoys? Yeah, he's very he likes to meditate in those type of environments, and um. That's what I'd known him to go where when he's like stressed out, he usually go to those areas. If someone were to spot your brother, what can people do? Um, to take a photo, take a photo of him and um, send it to um, the number below on the posters. Um, the n- number is one eight zero zero seven one seven five six eight. And that is just um, uh, one of the lines where we can help, like, find Marble. And also they have an Instagram for finding a Marble. It's called at finding a Marble. So at and then finding dot Um And that's just an Instagram where you can send it or DM it to the account um, so they can... Um, do some more research on finding Marble and some sight- sightseeings or spottings of him. Yeah. Um, before I let you go, is there anything else that you want to share that we haven't discussed? Yeah. Um, so, like, if we were to find Marble, um, to approach him, like, very peacefully and because he might be in a shocked state and to call any of these numbers um, listed on the missing persons poster and that number again is one eight zero zero seven one seven five six eight, and we'll be there to help as soon as possible. In terms of manpower what can people do to support your family? Um, the type of support that my family needs right now is just I guess as individuals, encouragement and I guess words of affirmation, just sort of hope for thinking and like support, especially for my um, my mother as well. And I guess for people out there just to I guess, keep helping us keep that um, hope alive to find him for now. And um, anyone that wants to contribute to helping and actually helping to go out and look for him is more than welcome to um, reach out to us mm. and yeah and the page to do that that's on instagram yeah that is at 
finding Imable. So spelled at and then F-I-N-D-I-N-G dot lowercase E-I-M-A-B-L-E. So that's the Instagram for Imable, finding him. Great. Thank you so much for your time, Harmony. That's all right. Thanks for having me. Thanks again to Harmony Menarekazia. Like she said, you can help her family by getting the word out about the campaign to find Imable. Follow the campaign on Instagram at finding.imable. Imable is spelled E-I-M-A-B-L-E. And if you do come across Imable, call the campaign's hotline on 1-800-717-568. Fitzroy Legal Service has launched a free information and advice phone service for people who have been stopped, questioned, fined or charged for breaching the new COVID-19 restrictions. Have you been fined or charged under the new laws or stopped and questioned by police for being outside? Call 0434 136 501. Weekdays between 9am and 5pm. That's 0434 136 501. Or head to fitzroy-legal.org.au for more information. You can also report incidents at covidpolicing.org.au. Fitzroy Legal Service is a 3CR supporter. You're listening to Diaspora Blues, a 3CR program produced in Nam and played on Radio Skid Row Tuesdays at 3.30pm. We all want to belong to a group, to a community. We also want to feel safe, to find a place where we can commune with people who understand us, who share the same struggle. That's why collectives like Pacifica X matter and today you'll get to hear all about them. Kicking off the introductions is Dylan. Oh, cool. Lucky me. Um, well, first of all, thanks for letting me uh, come onto the program. My name is Dylan Adler. Um, I'm, a mem- I'm not actually an official member of Pacific X, but I'm a, one of the OG members of the Queer Geeks of Oz, where I first met the amazing and phenomenal Sonia Hammer. Uh, kia ora or kia orana. I'm Sonia Hammer. Um, a diaspora Indigenous Pacifica woman from Aotearoa originally, and I'm Takatapui and Takawatanga, and it's so great to be on Diaspora Blues. It's great to have you too. Tony? Uh, Talofa, everyone. My name is Tony. I'm the founder of Pacific X. I am New Zealand-born Samoan living in Nam, Australia. Great to be here. And last but not least, the wonderful Latoya. Hi everyone, Talo Falava. My name is Latoya Herg and I am a proud Samoan Papafine and resides here in Melbourne. So let's get into Pacifica X. How was it born? And um, whoever feels comfortable, can you tell us what the term Pacifica X means? Yeah, absolutely. So um, Tony here, um, well, it actually started with a organization called Vika and sort of came out of the need for, I guess, Marion Pacific Islanders to LGBTQIA plus community just to get together and sort of advocate for each other. And I think you, you know, in, in all of our, I guess, barriers and challenges that we have in life, it was good to sort of work together. Um, and in the early stages, we had great elders to, to sort of guide us and get us started, um, such as Latoya Herg and 
um, Imania Gable-Brown, uh, Ken Moala. Um, and yeah, it eventually evolved into Pacific X, which is the Pacifique is the French origin word of the Pacific. Um, and then X was an ode to gender and the X marking on passports. And so calling it Pacifique was sort of an ode to where there is an origin of words. And so there's also an origin of where we're from being diaspora. Um, and so we made an ode to that calling it Pacific X, uh, but in normal terms, people just call it Pacific X. So we're, we're glad to be here and we're glad to have amazing people be part of our team. Mm. And for listeners who aren't aware, I've had the amazing pleasure of getting to know this incredible crew. Um, but I don't think I've ever asked you how you all met. Can you tell us how did you all meet or have you always known each other? I feel like we've always known each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the great thing is there's so many threads and so many connections where we were almost bound, sorry for the pun, bound to meet, you know, like that's the thing about Pacifica people. Um, we're so diverse and so fluid in many different ways that it was a matter of time before we would collide. And I think that's the beauty of it like Dylan said I've worked with Dylan before in um, a role of where we co-founded something called Queer Geeks of Oz so looking at pop culture and how queers are defined by that and what we can do to advocate for that but at the same time it's our um, it's our identity as Polynesian and Pacific people that also I think brought us together and the same with the rest of the uh, team. I totally get what you mean by that because I used to be part of a collective called Still Nomads and whenever anyone asks us how did you meet like there's no like a time I can pinpoint sometimes it feels like we've always known each other or we've known of each other if if we haven't known each other directly um, obviously we all join collectives for different reasons so we'll start with Latoya Latoya can you tell us what drew you to Pacifica X Okay, so I have um, come from a long group of um, organisations. I started off in Samoa with the, it wasn't actually the Safafafini Association, it was called Hollywood at the time. So it was a, a group of us, in a, a diverse mixture of LGBTI um, members in it, and we held pageants, but we also had netball tournaments, but we also had get-togethers. And we had a beautiful house in Samoa where we all used to reside and, and um <clears throat> We learned and how to be a Fafafini Sambas because I started off very young in Samoa. And then when I went to New Zealand, where I was also with an organization there, and it was called the Samoana Netball Club, which were all Fafafinis too as well. And then when I migrated over in Australia, I saw that there was nothing like that here. But um, there were a lot of Fafafini that uh, resided in Australia, in Melbourne and Sydney and all that sort of stuff. So there were times when we were trying to start off groups, but it never sort of started. But then um, along came Vika and I just jumped in and joined in. Before we move to Dylan to get their reason for joining Pacifica X, um, not a lot of people know the term Fafafine. Sorry, I'm, I feel like I'm butchering it. So can you tell us what that term means, Latoya? Okay, Fafafine uh, is actually an umbrella term in Samoan language. for uh, The actual meaning means mannerism of a woman. But it also umbrellas all of the alphabet and the LGBTIQ+. Terms. So, you know, that's we all come under that, that, that umbrella and we embrace that umbrella, which is 
Fafafini, but we also have Fafatama, which um, embraces the um, trans men in mm. Samoa. Yes, I love that there's a term that encapsulates that wonderful diversity of identities. Uh, Dylan, what's what's your reason for joining Pacific X? Was there a particular thing that you were hoping to get out of? What first made me want to be very interested is, of course, like Sonia Hammer. They are just like ultimate icon to me. (laughs) Sonia and I Um, you hang up first you hang up first no Sonia and I we've like we've collabed in the past on yeah the Queen Geeks of Oz where which was like such an and we've made content before and everything that I've worked on with Sonia has just been like such an awesome vibe or experience we've connected with a lot of amazing people in the community um and then when they were talking about Pacific X and how it's a great way to connect you know with people within the Maori and Pacific queer community. And then when I looked at the names that are like people that are there, like Tony is an absolute boss, Latoya is an absolute boss. There's uh, Miss Catalina, Marky, everybody who's part of Pacific X is like either a, like an, like a leader already, or they're going to be a future leader. Mm. So it just kind of made sense to <laughs> to want to be a part of that. Mm. And when we're all together, the air kind of gets thick. Like there's like electricity in the air. It's just, it's such a vibe. Oh, that sounds so beautiful. So Sonia, what I'm hearing is that you were mm. the catalyst for Dylan joining. Catalyst. <laughs> <laughs> what was your uh, particular reason for, um, yeah, being part of this amazing group? Well, I've sort of been on the periphery for a while of various uh, Pacific, um, you know, events and and gatherings and communities, but I've never really been invited to the table, so to speak. And I I guess I have that whole thing of imposter syndrome because of my background um, being from what would be a, um, from a closed adoption. So as far as that happens uh, in New Zealand, we're people who are of Pacific origin up to about 1995, I believe it is, uh, were removed. If they were adopted out, they were removed from their culture and put into Palangi, Pakiha, white families. So for me, I've always had that sort of um, as something that, you know, to face and to confront. And um, then I met Tony online and Tony Freton, and it was all, yeah, look, you have to join us. You have to be part of our community. You are part of our community so to be welcomed in like that considering um how I you know had that terrible imposter syndrome is um yeah one of the you know a big highlight for my life and I'm just so proud to be part of something that I feel is going to be you know enduring and supports all of the diversity of our Pacifica community I'm just Mm -hmm. grateful to be part of it. So Tony you've talked about why you created this Um, collective but maybe you could tell us what makes it special and how is it different from other lgbtqi plus collectives Uh, oh well look i mean first of all i'm blessed as well and i i try i think in the western world we've got to there are times when you take a title of saying you're a founder but the reality is it's um our sort of perspective and how we sort of work in the islands and across polynesia is we really do embody the collective uh the collectiveness and we work for the village not for one person so i'll just correct that not trying to be humble or anything but i would not like everyone that came together 
um, had a great sort of um, heart for it and heartful community. But I think that's something that's natural to us. Um, but yeah, so I guess what makes us different is that we have a different approach to things. Um, we have a different approach to meetings. We have a different approach to how we see things. We have our own spin on where we see ourselves. And we're all on different journeys in terms of how we're decolonizing, how we're, how we're navigating our own individual journeys, but recognizing the similarities in each other. And so I think it really comes down to the core of how we operate. And we laugh, we have fun, we enjoy it. It's a joyful thing to be in community. It's not a, um, you know, structure that we need to really follow. But um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things you have to feel it to, to understand it. So mm. I, I can't put it in words. How amazing is this group? Okay, so we're just going to pause, but we will be back after this short community announcement. Common Social Change Library is an online collection of educational resources for those campaigning for social change. It collects, curates and distributes the key lessons and resources of progressive movements around Australia and across the globe. The library includes over 500 resources covering campaign strategy, community organising, activist history, digital campaigning, diversity and inclusion and much, much more. It's free to access the library, so check out the collection at www.commonslibrary.org. Common Social Change Library is a 3CR supporter. Welcome back. You're listening to Diaspora Blues, a 3CR program produced in Nam and played on Radio Skid Row, Tuesdays at 3.30pm. Before the community announcement, I was chatting to Pacifica X. So far, the group has shared how they met, the birth of the collective, and what each person brings to the group. We now return as the group discuss the pros and cons of being public. We begin the next segment with Latoya sharing her answer. Look, it's really hard because I have always been, you know, an outspoken person and not think that, you know, but also being a trans woman and you know um we go through our different stages of transitioning that's how some people don't want to be out there and and you know invisible and but you know when it comes to it you know one thing about um my upbringing with um around Fafafine, we're always being out there invisible even with the negative um uh, uh Remarks we most probably get sometimes, which we never really got in the islands, but out in the, uh, what I call the Western world, like New Zealand and Australia, there was a bit of, you know, discrimination in that. But we've always been on the forefront. I've never always been out and, you know, standing up for who they are and being visible. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we also protect our ones that don't want to be, you know, harmed or discriminated against. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. that's what I've gone through. Do you see yourself as a role model, Latoya? No, I don't. I just see myself as a proud someone for Fafinet. That's the way I've always been. Um, we'll go to Sonia. Sonia, do you have any thoughts about that question? Um, yes, lots of thoughts. But <laughs> um, I guess briefly, uh, it's always about being, what my experience has been is being the only one in the room as well. Like when it comes to media platforms, I've been involved in broadcasting in the past and other things. And I'm now, I program for some film festivals and things like that locally here in Nam. But I often find I am the only person of my kind in the room. 
And I guess the stresses with that is because you then become a, a target, good and bad. Like, obviously, it's to fight those stereotypes that people have. Um, I've actually been called lazy in Australia, which I didn't ex actually experience in Aotearoa. Um, being called lazy by an employer, um, having to deal with those sorts of things. Uh, it's not as bad as it used to be, but when I first arrived here, it was, yeah, it was pretty damaging. Um, but I guess the thing is the resilience that we have as a community, and I feel that with Pacific X is that we've got each other's backs, and I feel that's, you know, uh, really important, that I don't feel like I am the only one in the room, because when I'm in that room, I know that I might be visible, but I know that my community is behind me 100%. You mentioned resilience. What's been that thing that's helped you deal with, you know, being one of the only ones in that room? Um, I just keep reminding myself that I'm not alone. You know, I keep thinking about my ancestors, even though I was uh, torn away from my ancestors. I still know that they're present. I still know they're there or my tupuna. I know that um, the grandmother I never met, who was from Atataki in the Cook Islands, I know I can hear her sometimes um, as maybe that may be a little bit strange for some of your listeners to comprehend, but it's something that we carry in our Pacifica DNA, as I'm sure, you know, as all Indigenous people do everywhere in the world. Um, and that just reminds me, I look back and try to find that source, you know, inside myself. And I look to other uh other Pacifica people and other Indigenous people and I look to ones that are known, you know, I look at people for mentorship and advice and things like that and it really helps to know that, yeah, that, that keeps me kind of buoyed at sometimes it's, uh, it can be very, um, very isolating but that keeps me going. So lockdown is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, lockdown is nothing when you've got the ancestors um, by your side. So I get it. Um, what about you, Dylan? That it's like Sonia said, you know, there's like a lot of thoughts on that one. Um, the, the thing is, like, I guess I've always, you know, being a queer person, being a queer person of color, like, it's kind of, you're going it, to, it's just known, like, there's no real way to hide, but that feeling of being the only one in the room. And I mean, I spent my early 20s like in broadcasting, working to make the younger LGBT Pacifica people not feel, well, LGBTIQ Pacifica people feel not alone. So, I mean, the pros in that are, you know, making sure that like a queer kid doesn't want to end their life. The cons in that is every damn person on Twitter and Instagram has an opinion on you. But, I mean, like, I don't break bread with them, so I don't really care if that makes sense. Mm, mm. Yeah, no, it, it totally does. I mean, like, of all the things we could worry about, worrying about how others perceive us because that's what it is, it's their perceptions, should be the last thing on our minds. But, unfortunately, sometimes it does get under our skin. Um, oh, 100%. And, like, you know, I still get, like, that random comment where they're just like, oh, Angry Islander. And I'm like, I can show you Angry Islander <laughs> if mm. you want to go there, but that's not what this is about. 
<laughs> and and Tony, I know you don't consider yourself a role model, and I know you are very humble, but um, you created something really magical. Are there sometimes pressures to represent the community in a very positive light without sometimes, you know, getting into that more nuanced conversations? Um, no, no pressure at all, because I think the at the core of everything, I am so proud of our community. I've got no shame, although there's nothing about who we are as people and who we are within our own communities that I've got anything to, to hold back on. And so when I speak, I speak proudly. When I speak about our LGBT people, I speak from the heart and I'm like, we fucking kick ass. Um, so I've got really no pressure or anything like that. I guess for me, it's really trying to understand that when you are speaking across a large spectrum, that it's trying not to put my voice into things that I don't understand. Um, I don't understand a life of uh, Latoya. I don't understand the life of Sonia or, or even Dylan. Um, and my experiences are different. And so it's always taking time to step back. If it's not my experience to talk about it, it's not. And so I'll pass the mic to someone. And this is this whole thing about um, if, you, if it's not your experience, if it's not your journey, not your story, don't tell it. So that is all from us. Thanks to all of our guests, Harmony Menarikazia and the crew from Pacifica X. You can support Harmony's family, Find Imable, by following the campaign's Instagram page at finding.imable. Imable is spelled E-I-M-A-B-L-E. If you do spot Imable, call the campaign's hotline on 1-800-717-568. Pacifica X is also on Instagram at Pacifica X. Pacifica is spelled P-A-C-I-F-I-Q-U-E. You can listen back to this episode and all of our previous episodes at 3cr.org.au slash Diaspora Blues. I'm Ian Shirwa and I hope to see you next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.